Hello, and welcome to The Lucy Lou Show, the fueling station for your mind, business, and life. And now, here's your host, Lucy Lou. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to episode 127. As always, I'm wishing you all the best, a life full of happiness, success, so much love, and oozes of joy. Today on the show, I have Andrea Sawyer, who is a multiple author, speaker, consultant, president of Perk Consulting, an award-winning consulting firm and advisory firm for small to mid-sized businesses. She is the founder of the Minority Christian Woman Entrepreneurs Network. If you are in the early stages of starting and growing your business, this episode is not to be missed as she gives us her encouragement to business owners to plan for the longevity of your business and not to be discouraged. Enjoy our conversation. Welcome to the show, Andrena. Thank you so much, Lucy. Thank you for having me on. It is my absolute pleasure. Bloomberg Research suggests that 8 out of every 10 businesses fail within the first year and a half. The Small Business Administration suggests that only half of new businesses survive the first 5 years, while only 35% are able to survive for 10 years. What do you think is the determining factor for a business's success? Those statistics are scary. Um, They really are. In fact, uh, so much so that a few years ago, I wrote a book called The Misadventures of a New Entrepreneur because of how startling those statistics are. Only 35% of businesses are able to survive for 10 years. My theory is that the reason for this falls on two sides. On the one side is kind of the technical reasons. So we're talking about management. We're talking about cash flow and navigating issues of cash flow. We're talking about marketing. We're talking about streamlining operations so that you're actually efficient at what you're doing and you're able to scale your business. The other side of my reasoning and my theory is what I call like soft skills development. So being able to to push through, being able to be resilient because everyone knows, especially at the start of the journey, it's really hard for many of us. Starting a business meant that we had to sacrifice a lot of different things. And unfortunately, for some people, that cost is too high. I mean, for some of us, we can push through for a year or two, maybe three years. But when we're talking about five years of sacrifice and we're talking about 10 years of pushing through to build something, not everybody can do that. And not everybody uh, should have to do that. And then the other thing is that burnout reason that I mentioned earlier So if you don't do some of the technical parts of business well, what will inevitably happen is that you will experience burnout. And for a lot of people, that's enough reason to leave their business because they've exhausted all of their resources. Perhaps it's taken a toll on their body. And so for various reasons, I think that that those statistics are true. And and that's why people don't last in business for, for very long. So how should we plan for the future or the longevity for your business? So to plan for your future and longevity in business, I think it's important to have a strategic plan. Um, And that's one of the things that I specialize in is creating strategic plans. Our signature kind of model is that we break up every business entity that someone has into four areas. So there's the financial part of your business, the operations part, the capacity part, and the customer part of your business. Um, I think a lot of entrepreneurs make the mistake 
of lumping all elements of their business together. And when they don't see success and they don't see growth, it leads to discouragement, which prevents longevity. So by fragmenting your business, what it does is it allows you to systematically build your business so that you're only handling the urgent parts of it and not necessarily everything on your to-do list. So create a strategic plan and take it one bite at a time. So whether it's a strategic plan for one year that you implement successfully and then create plans for subsequent years or whether it's a three-year plan or a five-year plan. But be present, right? But think strategically about long time, long term. Another way to plan for longevity of your business is to make sure that you're scaling out. Most of us will get to a place in our business where we can't continue to do everything for ourselves. So for example, when I started out in business, I was doing my marketing, I was doing the accounting, I was doing the service provision, social media management, everything, you name it, we do it because we're forced to do it because resources are limited. But as you're growing your business, hopefully you're growing financially, part of your strategic plan should be how do I scale so that I can outsource some elements of the business so that I can bring in new creative ideas, I can be a little bit more energized and revived because I'm not burnt out from doing everything. So just make sure that you're scaling out. If long Longevity is a priority for you. Even if you are only a small business, it's so important to have a business plan. If you agree with me, tell us how important a business plan is to even a small business. A business plan is very important if you're only a small business. You know, one of the, the things that I, I like to tell people is the, the business landscape has changed. It used to be that people used a business plan only as a means to an end. So if you were getting a bank loan, the bank is going to require it. If you were bringing in a partner, if you were bringing in an investor. But nowadays, I think what's really important is to have a business plan because it guides your internal operations. It serves as a blueprint for how things are supposed to look and how the business is supposed to be run. If you don't have a business plan, even if you're a small business, but you have several kind of stakeholders, employees, or partners, what you'll have are people, everybody kind of doing their own thing according to their own judgment. And what a business plan does is it says, no, this is our blueprint. This is what keeps us consistent. So we all have an idea of the same mission and vision. We all have an idea of what our long-term goals is. We have an idea of how we are to handle uh, our scale, how we are to grow, how many people we'll bring into the company, who will be responsible for what, and what our financial projections look like. So if at any point we're not meeting our bottom line, we have our business plan to kind of consult as, as what's acceptable and what's not. So I think a business plan is really, really important. Now, again, because so much has changed with the digital landscape and business, there are platforms that allow you to create parts of the business plan that are only necessary for you. So instead of writing this, you know, 30, 40 page document that's traditionally been the business plan, you could use a platform like Gus.com where you're only creating the parts of the business plan that you think are absolutely critical for you. But I think that some form of it is absolutely necessary for good operations. What are your best advices to navigating your way around barriers such as access to resources and funding? Barriers to resources is, is a challenge. I think especially as, as women, um, it's something that I've had to encounter almost from day one. How do you navigate it? I think one of the first things that you do is you make learning a priority. 
So you get out there and you network and you meet people and you research. Google should be your best friend. YouTube should be your best friend. You can't have access to resources if you don't know what's out there. So make learning kind of a priority where you are learning what's out there. And then the second thing is to make sure that you are building relationships with people. You know, it's true what they say that it's not always what you know, but it's who you know. Um, I've been in positions where we've been able to get access to resources simply because we knew a point person with the organization that provided the resource. So make sure that you are intentional about building relationships with people. This part is always funny to me because I am a self-proclaimed introvert. And so forming relationships initially is not always easy for me. Now, as a business owner, <laughs> that's a bit of a challenge because you can't, you won't get very far if you don't know how to build relationships with people. So make sure that you do that if you want access to resources and funding. And then point number three, which might be the most important part of it, is make sure that your business is actually providing good service. Make sure that you're meeting your bottom lines and your, your bottom line and your benchmarks. So it's one thing to have access to resources, but when you get in the room, you actually need to be competitive to be awarded those resources or to be awarded the funding. And so if you are a business and the average kind of revenue in your industry is, let's say, $100,000, but you're barely scratching $30,000, then my recommendation to you is to make sure that you go back and make sure that you tighten up your service provision, that you increase your price points if necessary, or also that you can be in position to be competitive to get the award. So make learning a friend, learn what's out there, do your research. Once it's out there, form relationships to get your foot in the door and then make sure that your business is actually doing well. Thank you. How has being a Civil War survivor shaped your life or helped you with your business? Being a Civil War survivor, is, it shaped everything about me. It shaped the way that I do life. It's shaped the way I do business and the way that I do relationships. I'll tell you one of the biggest things that it's taught me is that you never take life for granted. Ever take life for granted and you don't treat people as disposable. So everybody's life, whether they're a customer, a team member, or even someone that rejected me in business, like every life is valuable. And I think that kind of ethic has guided and, and helped me create a culture in business where people feel heard, they feel wanted, they feel valuable. And as a business owner, I'm learning, you know, people don't buy from businesses, they buy from people. So if you create a culture where your customers feel valuable, you get more customers. If your employees or your team members or contractors feel valuable, guess what? They want to keep working for you and they want to actually make sure that you're getting a good return on the work that you're doing. Um, and I think being a Civil War uh, survivor has shaped me. I think the other thing that it's done is that it's made me very driven. So for my family to come to America, it took a great deal of sacrifice for my parents. We started all over. And I think what that did in me was it instilled in me this work ethic, like a crazy work ethic. <laughs> like among all my friends, like I'm known as the one who's just unnecessarily ambitious. And I'm okay with that because I know coming from an impoverished country, that the opportunities that I've been given as a business owner, I can't take them for granted. And so I work hard. It's made me um, develop this crazy work ethic. <laughs> Thank you for the motivation. Any other last tip on how entrepreneurs and visionaries can navigate discouragement? Entrepreneurs and visionaries can navigate discouragement by keeping the end goal in mind. You know, for, for a lot of us, 
we went into business as something that was so much bigger than us, that was so much bigger than money. So perhaps like for me, it was making sure that I, I honored my parents' sacrifices as immigrants. For someone else, it might be because they're building a business for their children or, you know, whomever. For somebody else, it's because they want to fulfill a purpose, like they feel like their life has meaning. But whatever it is, as a business owner, it's really critical that you keep that goal in mind. Because what that does is it takes your eyes off of the temporary circumstance. When we only look at our temporary circumstances, that's when we get like entrenched in in discouragement because it looks impossible to navigate. It looks impossible to climb out. So keep the end goal in mind. Find resources, right? Like transferable resources, because every crisis that we go through, every season of discouragement that we go through as business owners, it's just that it's, it's a season. Some seasons last longer than others, but they're that they're not permanently our situation. Um, and I know it's easier said than done, but I've been there where you go through something and it's like months after months after months of not seeing the result, but really believe in your heart that this low season that I'm in is just that it's seasonal. And I think once we get a hold of that, it's a little bit easier to push through knowing that there's something on the other side. In those seasons of discouragement, find the resources, whether it's affirmations, whether it's YouTube videos, whether it's a book, whether it's a guru that you really relate to, find those resources and continue to use those resources. You know, earlier I said, make it transferable. There are some affirmations that I use in, in my low seasons. I speak those affirmations over my life and my business. But in my good seasons, I continue to speak them. I don't just pull them out, you know, when I'm desperate and low, but I continue to speak life over myself and I continue to speak life over my business. Thank you. And do you have a favorite quote that you would like to share with us? My favorite quote is that a little patience is better than a lot of regret. And I've used this quote when it came to business management and people management. So sometimes I've been tempted to like hire someone, a partner, or work with someone. And I wanted to rush into that relationship only to discover later that there was a reason why something didn't quite feel right. So maybe they didn't have integrity. Maybe they were going to steal. They stole somebody else's idea or something. But just being a little bit patient when making a decision with people management has saved me from regret a lot of times. And the same thing with, with business execution. Every creative idea that I have, I, I get them a lot, especially in the shower for some reason. But when I get those ideas, I want to quickly just implement. And then what I'll find is that the trend will fade or the season will pass. And I'm grateful because I think to myself, if I had executed, if I had implemented that, I probably would have lost a lot of money. And so right now, it's been a guiding principle and a quote is a little patience is better than a lot of regret. Lucy, thank you so, so much for having me on. Um, I really appreciate your platform and the work that you're doing uh, for creating space for business owners and entrepreneurs. Thank you for your time. If you resonate with what Andrena said, connect with her at andrenasawyer.com. Check out her Minority Christian Women Entrepreneurs Network and her company, Perk Consulting, which is an award-winning consulting firm. All those links and details will be linked in the show notes. Have a beautiful day. To all the beautiful souls listening, thank you for joining me on this episode of The Lucy Lou Show. When I'm not podcasting, I am coaching high-achieving women in life transitions, getting unstuck, 
kissing overwhelmed goodbye and living a more joyful and fulfilled life through strategic goal setting and mindset transformation. It would mean the world to me if you subscribe, rate, or share this with a friend. And don't forget to join me for the next episode. Remember, there is always a way and more blessings are coming your way. For free resources and show notes, head over to lucilucoaching.com. 